Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Good old England topped the group. Switzerland were fantastic and Scotland are gunning for promotion. Marcus didn't want to start the show with an ease there. Yeah. And I said, the people demand it, yeah. Marcus. And we said, said, give the people what they want. And give I the said. Scottish people. Give the Northern Irish people. <laughs> give Welsh the Welsh cameraman people, Sam. Give the Irish people something to, you know, hang their hats on. I said, oh, no, no, no. We'll give, we'll give them something much better than that. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're referring to Sven's debut anyway, aren't you, when you sing that? Hang on. Wait, Jim. Naughty Nora. <laughs> Other people that listen to this show like football, Marcus. I know yeah. Generally, they do. they're going to know yeah. about That's this. What I know, and we all know that James. James Bond's not going to die and he's going to kill the bad guy, but we don't want to know how he does it. Leave it till the end. That's what Sven shouts when he goes into a nightclub. <laughs> what, James Bond never dies? <laughs> I'm going on with all the women. Oh, oh even women. the bar staff. Yeah. Uh, but England, top the group. Chaps, if I'd have said to you at the start <laughs> of the UEFA Nations League, England will top the group, uh, which involves Spain and Croatia, would you have taken it? <laughs> yeah, Spain and Croatia. What were you worrying about? What were we ever worrying about? Oh, uh, it's, it's getting a bit predictable, isn't it? Yeah, it's, this, I uh... mean, it's, 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 
It's brilliant. <laughs> it was very predictable in the middle of the match when Croatia yeah. scored, and I was like, oh, yes, again. the bogey team has gotten us. You messaged the uh, the infamous Ramble WhatsApp group saying, oh, England players crapping themselves again or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be fair to Pete, though, he was the only one that put his head above the parapet, yeah. said anything. So I we think all, in many hang ways... Hang on, no, no, he was. he's not saying what we were all thinking. I was thinking to myself, no, I think there's still goals in this for England. No, no you, you there, didn't. No, you, there was not. Well, there was. They scored two. <laughs> I know they scored two, because we are free-kick Freddies now. Uh, well, well, one we can of only score from free-kicks. And foul-throwing and foul Freddies. Throw it down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something. That... VAR would not have a top in the group there, would it? <laughs> we, they all laughed when Jurgen Klopp said he was going to teach his players how to do long throws. Yeah, yeah that's, not that's laughing really now. interesting, isn't it? The whole um, throwing coach thing is clearly... Uh, Clearly had an influence on old on England, Joe Joseph Dave Gomez. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's forget that. Who was name. absolutely brilliant, but of course England. Yeah, they top group. Um, what, what was it? Group A four, mm. which I thought was the toughest of all the groups, apart from that one with the G- Germans and the Netherlands. Difficult on paper, you so, might say. Mm. Eh? Very tricky indeed. Um, A four. In, no. Uh, yes, Good. Peter. Get what you're no. saying there. That didn't seem likely after England lost their opening match at home to Spain. It didn't seem likely when Spain Greek beat Croatia six nil. It was that the, England it, and Croatia were both going for <laughs> the semi final spot in the final game. The thing that got me was it was definitely the away match in Croatia. There wasn't it. The, the kind of saw England's chances off a little bit and I thought when they when, probably should have won the game when Croatia sort yeah. of put that away I was like oh, when Cramage scored I was like ah, yeah I think we're uh, I think mm. we're going out here well yeah. this is it as well it, it felt like England have that problem of just not being able to score um, against the bigger team like we'll miss loads of chances and it feels like it's because of perhaps an inferiority complex but that is that has clearly not been the case well I, I think a lot of international teams suffer with not having let's say a classic creative spark mm-hmm. um, goals come from sort of like <sighs> underwhelming places sometimes and I think England's definitely got that problem we don't have that creative spark and I think the way that they sort of set up D- Dyer and Delph gave a lot of protection to the to the back four and it was a good foundation to sort of build from but we missed our chances in the mm. first half and I thought Ah, uh, we might rue those. Yeah. I think, I think, but we didn't. So, sod you, Lovren, you yeah. prick. <laughs> what, what, you, you, you accused of perjury prick. Perjury prick. <laughs> is he one of the ones, is he? He's one of the ones. Yeah, yeah, one he, of the also, he, yeah. he, he, was, he was celebrating that he elbowed uh, Sergio Ramos in the face. Just yeah, well, that. he said, mm. he's good. what was it? Um, beat England, walk out like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> Although I did quite like um, Dalic, the coach, when he, he gave his press conference, obviously in Croatian, at mm. the end he did say, didn't he, in English, um, I think football might be coming home soon or something, which is nice of him <laughs> to yeah, say. That, yeah. oh, that is nice. very, uh, very, um, very nice in defeat, mm. as, yeah. as they say. Not so much with Luka Modric, who still thought Croatia were the better side. Yeah, and I thought to myself, mate, sixty-two percent possession for England. I mean, what kind of opposition there. to England? Yeah, but I, yeah. give away sixty-two percent possession and, to England. And this is different from the, from the World Cup game, isn't it? Because I think England, you know, they actually did look the better team. And uh, they, they, they did, but I think they could have been beaten on the break a couple of times. They yeah. just didn't look. There, there seemed to be a certain inevitability when Croatia started started swarming forward. I was like, oh no, mm. they're just leaving men unmarked, and and they just looked a bit spotty in the last in the last half an hour before they scored their goals. Sure, but, yeah. but you have but, to remember it is Croatia. Yeah, exactly. And they've they, 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 they rallied against that, plugged those holes, and, and come out with a win. And I mean, what a, what a year it's been for England mm. as well. As Gareth Southgate was saying, England played seventeen games this year, which mm. is a, that's a hell of a lot. Which is a joint equal record amount of games in a calendar year, I believe, with nineteen sixty six for oh, obvious really? reasons. Yeah, yeah. Going yeah, deep yeah, in tournaments, that far. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really incredible thing. And it's not just. Um, it, it, it's not just this particular set of players, is it? It's not like this World Cup squad is is this this golden generation of of, of these like you know this particular eleven. Like Ben Chilwell, 
was yep. excellent yesterday. Yep. He wasn't even in the squad. Look at that midfield: Dyer, Delph, and and Ross Barkley. I mean, that is that's so different from don't any think, of the midfielders that lined up at the World Cup. Like, three, yeah. and, and he's he's created a squad here, mm-hmm. and you've got these players coming through like Ben Chilwell, Jaden Sancho being introduced as well, and obviously, um, you know, you've got Keane working his way back in. We spoke about that in the summer, like how. Every English player really wants to be part of this now. They want yeah. to be in this group. They want to have this feeling. They want to be part of this this adventure, really. And that has been missing from England for a long time. And what a beautiful things we've come back to the national team. You're absolutely mm. right, Jim. And I think that what we used to kind of, uh, you know, you, we would be almost in awe sometimes of, of previous Germany squads and maybe one or two other countries. Relegated, mate. Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I said previous squads. Uh, they would have players who would only have a few caps I can't remember who it was before the 2010 World Cup. It may well have even been Thomas Muller himself. Forgive mm. me if that is wrong, but there was a there was quite an important player. I mean, he had like five international caps going into the tournament and then produces the goods yeah. quite spectacularly. And I used to think to myself, yeah, because they know their jobs. They go mm. in there. It's a, it's a, the, the environment is conducive for a successful side, no matter who's picked. And if you're on the bench, you're not going to moan because you're just loving the fact that you're around there. Yeah. And Southgate makes those players. You know, the trick is in tournaments to keep the players on the bench interested and say you're just as important and so on. But not just in tournaments, but in qualifying and now the UEFA Nations League itself. And, th- and that can be seen from outside as well. If you're a 14-year-old and you've um, experienced England go quite deep into a competition mm-hmm. in the World Cup and they look together... And they look like one solid unit. You and fancy they, it, yeah. You you you're gonna grow up as a footballer and go. That is my dream. I want to yeah. play for England mm. instead of that, that is my dream. It. I want to be in the Champions League. That is my dream. And and obviously uh-huh. that might come secondary. But like I think this summer has been so important to development uh, mm-hmm. in England and developing players. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 so you you he develops this squad. He he. he has this vibe and aura, whereas players now come in, like Ben Chilwell, Ross Barkley returning. I know he's got a tournament experience under his belt, so maybe not the best example. They come oh, in. Relevant. Okay, we'll appreciate that. But they come in and the, the, the pressure is off because of the environment that he's created Southgate. They know their jobs, they're well drilled. And they can come in, so they've only got a few caps. And you think, oh, but they're, they're all right. You don't worry them and go, oh, blimey, you know, how many caps have we You've not got too many. I mean, mm. Harry Kane, um, 35 caps. You know, which if you think about it in, in some days gone by, some England players, you know, that would be kind of average or yeah, he's yeah. probably one of the more experienced players. You know, there's yeah. not there's not too many knocking 20, around. Well, how, many, how many goals are show for it? 20? 20 yeah. goals. I mean, that 35. ratio, he, will be, he will be taking Rooney's record. Well, he fancies it, doesn't he? Yeah. And it was interesting what Rooney said, actually. Uh, he said that, and, and he didn't um, say he was one of these people. Mm. And I would take him on face value because he does seem like an England fan as well. But he yeah. said mm. some of the former players are quite jealous and a bit annoyed about what's going on with England. So they're like, oh, I wish I'd have had that. And you can understand yeah, that, obviously, yeah. to an extent. You know, you don't want it to turn into bitterness and hate, Peter. No. Um, but yeah, they're in the away end. Not, not even this show. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I saw Lampard, Gerard, and Ferdinand in the Croatia. <laughs> uh, but but you, you, they um, will look at this and think, well, why on earth has it taken so long to kind of get this five? And it's easier said than done. Uh, well, I think so a lot on. of the problems have been with the FA making quite... Um, Just with the FA, Jim Lee. Well, uh, well, quite, but quite making sort of quite... Um, Weird decisions, you know, with not a lot of investment being put into to coaching. Short-term decisions. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of short-termism. And, you know, mm. we, we hoped Capello would, would come and be this sort of magical kind of, um, you know, amazing foreign coach that came along and fixed everything with his pedigree and it didn't quite work. There's not been a lot of joined up thinking at the FA, it mm. seems. And it's they've finally, after the absolute debacle with Big Sam, it's, it's almost like they've listened to Gareth Southgate and gone, all right, look let's just let someone do something different. You know, we th- we think we know what we're doing, but evidently it's not working out. Things 
can't possibly be any worse. We know Gareth, we like Gareth. Let's let him just do what he wants to do and see how it goes. And lo and behold, working out. And he, and he created a good vibe with the under-21. Yep. Mm. And, 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 and through the system. And the fact that they've got competitive football to play. I mean, this yeah. does give us a little bit of a platform. It takes the pressure off by winning the mm-hmm. group. It, it, we don't necessarily have to finish in the top two in the qualifying group. So, like, there was something to play for. <laughs> well, I think they're into a it. playoff now. Yeah, but, like, by winning their group, that means that if um, we could still sort of qualify because we topped our group, we still, if when it comes to qualification, um, if the first two have already qualified, let's let's top to, the group. Let's let's well, top saying, the group. Okay. Well, qualification has never been a problem for England. That's the situation. Yeah. It's just when it actually comes to competitive football and this sort of uh, competition is ideal. What if it, what if they win a couple of matches in the next round? It's going to be amazing. It's fair to say the UEFA Nations League has been a steaming <laughs> success. Yeah. So but I mean, is. if I may get ahead of ourselves, yeah. What's it, your outfit going to be when we're sitting down in the final? I, I'll have taken that off by then. Um, <laughs> if England win it, and that's a huge, huge if, um, what does that do to the Nations League? Does everyone go, ah, I mean, England have won it, so, you know, it's just La Tournoire all over again, isn't it? <laughs> Is it like sort of terrible What's PR it? for you over if Mate, we, ter- we turned the World Cup into Le Tournoire in the summer we by getting that not. deep. We did. <laughs> yeah, but with massively La, with La Tournoire, it. I think it was... Well, it was never played again. So you're saying that that's <laughs> what, what I mean? Yeah, they'll yeah, just wind yeah. the whole thing up. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, well, for everyone else's sake, let's hope England don't win it then. Because we're <laughs> having, we're having a lovely... <laughs> I enjoyed it. And, and being able to pull results out of their behinds, basically, because like, they, they were behind. I didn't think they were going to score a goal. A lot of character. Bit, bit of character, bit of British steel. Yeah, yeah. But, lovely. Didn't, but didn't panic too much and actually kind of kept with it. And I, do you know what? The zip of some of England's mm. play, the, the touches, the passing. Yeah. It's been a long time since mm. I've seen England play like that. I remember under Glenn Hoddle, they passed mm. the ball quite well. And you think to yourself, English players can do it. Mm. They, they haven't got, it's not like uh, we're five years down the line and there's been a handful of players who have been developed in certain ways and uh, have been playing abroad and so on and the likes of Sancho and so on. Although they're not the type of Luka Modric players. But England, yes, of course their players benefit from playing under the likes of Guardiola and Klopp and Pochettino. That, that's obvious and evident. But but England passed the ball. They played it out from the back. They, they actually looked really comfortable mm. at times in possession. Now, yes, when Croatia pressed them and perhaps if it was a team, one of the more elite sides, they might um, look a little bit more rushed and hurried in possession. But I mean, come on. We're now saying, well, OK, if we play France, well, France is the best side in the world. You know, so the progression has been yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I Just the way they knocked it around sometimes. Well, we, yes, we they we should ended, have been up at halftime. We ended and the... they missed a few chances. But kept on going and showed character and a bit of steel, as you said. Oh, we ended the game with like six attacking players on the field. Yeah. You know? That frightens defenders. They're like, they're, they're blown out the bounds, 80 minutes in, they're like, oh, for yeah. crying out loud, I'm cramping up all over the place and and, and this is what I'm going to have to face. I'm going to have to face like a 19 year old young lad who's going to absolutely <laughs> rinse me for you face every single time. If you're, you're in like your early 30s and you're yeah. a fullback or something, yeah. you think, I'm a bit of a Brit, and then Jade Sancho comes <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, 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 Ruddy Bennett. Not only have I heard this guy really quick, <laughs> I don't really know anything about him. Oh, there he goes. Uh, Fabi and Delph put in a shift. Didn't he just? How good was Delph? Mm. I love that. And, and he's got, Southgate said he's got great leadership qualities and he does. But you could also see like he's a really tidy player. And yes. That, uh, mm. Maybe this is too simple an assessment, but that looks like coaching from Guardiola, doesn't it? The, the, well, he's yeah. a tidy player. And I think when you contrast him with uh, Dyer, you sort of go, Dyer looks a little bit, not worried, but like he's not 
reproduce the form that he showed for his club side in, in an England shirt for a little while. I'd be a little bit concerned. I, I wouldn't... As you say that, but Dyer played against Spain and he played against Croatia, yeah. two wins, and he played his part. He might not have been one of the best players on the field. I just field. think he's got, a, he's got a mistake in him. I really yeah. do. Yeah, most he of looks them do. a little... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could have shut for down... Where he, for where he plays in the, on the pitch, I'd like to be, to be a bit more assured and a little bit more relaxed. Sure, but... He, yeah, and he could have closed down Cramerich perhaps mm. a little bit and he got his shot away. But I think, you know... That whole kind of thing, England playing a back four, die can drop in the full back. Oh, it was a stinking goal to concede as well. Yeah. I mean, like, mm. you know, Pickford didn't really have a chance. Pickford sort of say he went early. It's like, mate, you're not saving that way. It looped into the. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The deflection but, was really unkind for Pickford. Mm. But one of, one of the real positives for England for me is that Gareth Southgate has changed the formation. Mm. He saw what England needed. He was pragmatic, saw what England needed in Russia in the World Cup, and he mm. played that 3 5 2 or 3 5 1 1, whatever you want to call it. And now he thinks, right, we've got decent centre-back pairings. We spoke about this before. Gomez was brilliant. Mm. So assured, you know, at, at times. And Stones as well. Stones was brilliant as well. Yeah. It was highlighted, rightly so, He playing on the front foot. He was almost like going on raids, mm. if you see yeah. what I mean. He'd go forward, get yeah. in there, and then straight back into position yeah. if it didn't quite work well, as out. As he and Maguire did in, in the World Cup as well. And yeah. I think what, what a lot of the pundits have been saying in, in the post-match of this is how much England have progressed since the World Cup. Yeah. And you see that as well. That was we, we were saying after the World Cup, it would have been nice to have had that big scalp, you know, to get that mm. cherry of beating one of the world's best. And we've done that with Spain, we've now beating Croatia, who obviously knocked England out in the semi-final. Like, in the, 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 it's racking up, isn't it? The mm. achievements have really racked up this year. And it's, it's yeah, you can't ask for more. And, and you know what the best sort of... I thought Pickford had a slightly nervous kind of first sort of 10 minutes. <laughs> what was he say, doing with to, that? To, to, say, to say the least. But I think one of those things where... Like, it with his chest. You can almost play yourself out of that kind of headspace of going, yeah. oh my God, I'm nervous, just by delivering some really good balls. Yeah. And, and and the modern goalkeeper has more opportunities to sort of get himself back in a decent headspace by just, you know, whipping a big volley up mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to a striker and him be able to get a shot away or, you know, throwing a ball out really early and stuff. I think the modern goalkeeper has more chances to get his head right because... Uh, he's so much more part of the game than than they used to be. They used to be just shot, shot, shot stoppers. Now, you know, they're, they're starting um, attacks, they're starting moves. No, I think that's a fair point because... And he's good at it. Yeah, because if he would have to... He is. If he would have to wait for the action mm. to kind of come to him Come to him, yeah. I mean, you've got to be careful. We've said this about old Joe Hart before, that sometimes he would then be too proactive and but go jo- looking but, for... But Joe Hart genuinely rated himself as an outfield um, footballer, though. I don't yeah. think Pickford does to that level. No. I mean, he does sometimes with his actions. <laughs> did you see <laughs> he had the, the penalty takers and information on his water bottle again? Oh, did he? Right, okay. Yeah, he did, yeah. Just in case. Not because it went to that not, Does that not Not in case it went the... to penalties, but just in case they got If the striker sees that, though, do you not think of that kind of... Um... No, but I, no, but I think it was like a long lens camera that caught it after yeah. the game. But like you, if you know that Pickford does that, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to change it up then, aren't I? Or is that what he's thinking? Well, I don't know. Exactly. We, 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 oh. Yeah, maybe it was just it was just hieroglyphic written on there. That was all it was. It was absolutely nothing. He just scrawled his favourite song. He just put "Get the Rave on." Get the Rave on. I'll <laughs> show him. Get the save on. <laughs> Get the save on. Oh, indeed. Yeah, but I, the, the 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 pleasing thing as well, uh, the, a number of pleasing things was had England have lost that game. Mm. We would have been sat here, and I would have still been banging the positives, mm. saying no, there were positives. <laughs> Marcus to... Speller banging the positives, absolutely. Put that on your boots. <laughs> um, just bang the positives, guys. Mm. Uh, no, positives. I think I think if you know if England had have lost or drawn one all, and obviously had been subsequently relegated, we'd have said, <laughs> you know what, it was good performance and so on and so forth. But because they won, you can say it with that extra <laughs> from relegation yeah. to promotion. Yeah, Absolutely. in one goal. But like, how how important is that sense of momentum though? Because if England had then been relegated, it was because when it was one nil to Croatia, it mm. felt like 
Party's over. Yeah, it? it felt like we're off. We've had a yeah, we've had a really lo- yeah. <laughs> Rev has been raided by the police. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your high visits. Yeah, the rave's off. Tony yeah. Pulis has shut the rave down. Yeah, <laughs> but it felt like all right. Maybe we overachieved, and mm-hmm. the fun's over. It's been a great little period to look back on. But, but now, put that whistle down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also as well, it's 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 the to, to beat Spain away. England were playing on, not on the back foot, but they were playing counter-attacking and they mm. hit Spain with mm. three brilliant counter-attacks, went up and then tried to just about um, kind of uh, cobble together the second half and, and just dig in a bit. With Croatia, Croatia were playing quite high line and England should have and nearly took advantage of that. Mm. So England, you know, they played well, they just didn't have the cutting edge that they did against Spain. To go 1-0 down, you're then playing a different type of football. Croatia, who can dig in and defend well. Yeah. That's what they did. They entrenched their position and are dangerous on the break. It's difficult to play against an opponent like and, that. And also Kane likes to pick up the ball. I know he's supposed to be like a, a sort of target man sort of thing, but he, he genuinely oh, rates so himself as a, like a but he genuinely rates himself as as a bit of a kind of creator of, mm-hmm. of moves. And yeah, that is part of his game, but I'd much rather see him in the in the eighteen yard box. I just but then if you're playing such a high line you can't. They're, sure. they're leading the narrative there, aren't they? But that was in the first half, mm. and when you've got runners like Rashford and Sterling, you you can yeah. do that. But as well, I that, said, that nearly came off for them. Nearly came mm-hmm. off. He said, but you know, he scored the goal in the in the, in the you know round Gascoigne-esque, six. Gascoigne-esque, wasn't it? Sliding in, but oh. but he got he got on the end of it. But as I was saying, the, the England go one 0 down. It's a different type of game they're playing, a different approach. You're playing against a dogged side who are sticking in and entrenching themselves. For England to come through that, England have always struggled to break teams down. Now I know you can say they didn't break them down in a traditional way because it was a long throw. It was, a, it was a free kick, but they've gone in, and and that was extremely pleasing to see England not panic, to keep going, and so on, and to to overturn it and, and and get the win. And uh, you know, football's coming home again. <laughs> Whatever that means, I don't know what that means anymore. No. I didn't. It didn't really mean anything. In the World Cup, technically. But we'll still keep banging that drum and the positives, Jim. Well, the, the England band drum. I could do without that. True enough, yeah. Little mention for Jesse Lingard before the break. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he he came on and sort of um and scored. And scored. <laughs> well, I mean it, yeah. I mean it wasn't his first touch, was it? It maybe his second or third. But he, he he's always Two and two for him, that goal against always, the US. Oh, well, they were watching it on the bench, weren't they? See Harry Kane going, Ooh, what a goal. Is that right? What a goal. Yeah. Do you, you, I mean I thought to myself, could we bring on Rooney? <laughs> the way he played against the US That's a, it, he was unhelpfully good wasn't he it was like, <laughs> it was like oh yeah, it no. was a very different opponent though it was a very different opponent but I just thought oh that's not good he was quite good wasn't he at, at, at a at a snail's pace he was actually quite uh, good well he's, he appears to have been banished again so <laughs> yeah. I won't worry too much yeah. alright then right ladies and gentlemen after the break we're going to talk about more UEFA Nations League action see you in the briefest of moments You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm going to go and eat some golf balls and I'll, I might put Gary's head on one of them. Oh dear, oh dear. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Let's go straight to the emails with Petey Donaldson. Yes, it's time for emails with Petey Donaldson. And uh, we've got uh, an email from uh, Tyg. I think it's Tyg. Uh, that's how you pronounce it because it's um, one of those Irish names that are crazy. Could be Ty. Um, could be Ty. <laughs> could be Ty. Could be Tyg. Um, hello, the Ramble. How do? A week or two, uh, I was uh, on my usual... Uh, actually, this is from Ben from Nottingham. Sorry, I've missed this right. <laughs> actually, I'll give you Tyg's email first. How's things, lads? Uh, I really enjoyed the chat about terrible debuts on the Aircast uh, special this month, uh, available from all your Aircast apps. Uh, so I thought I'd share my own. The year was 2012. I was in my last year of secondary school and I'd just been signed to the under-19 team of my local League of Ireland club, Bray Wanderers. The club is an absolute shit show at the moment. I think they're still the worst team in FIFA. At least they're in FIFA. That's wow. the main thing. Uh, but at the time, we had three or four Irish underage internationals, many of whom would go to play in England. Anyway, the story can be quite long, but as Luke would say, I will do a quick precise. <laughs> um, number one. I thought I was going to be the sub-goalkeeper, so I drank two cups of tea before getting on the coach to the away match. Number two, found out on the coach journey that the other goalkeeper was injured. Number three, panicked and drank my body weight in water, forcing the coach to stop and me rushing off to pee for an extraordinary length of time. Uh, Number four, putting on the wrong wrong colour kit before the game as the referee deemed it to clash with the opposition. Five, match starts, they score with the first shot. Six, (laughs) I was sent off after five minutes. Five minutes, (laughs) wow. Forcing our manager to take off our best player and bring on our badly injured sub-goalkeeper. Hang on, he didn't have to take off the best player. You can't blame yourself for that one. Yeah, exactly, that was the manager's decision, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, We ended up losing 5-0, I cried in the shower never played in a competitive game again oh. and had the most embarrassing Monday morning in school in my life I couldn't find the match report but I just screenshot of, of the result uh, and it very much was uh, never played a competitive match again he needs Sorry, to do Tyg. that yeah, yeah. I, I, how do you spell Ty because I think it's Ty is it T-I-G-H-E-T-A-D-H-G okay fair enough alright you want that yeah yeah alright you said should have earlier you don't know you're not the best at pronunciations should have if he was Russian we'd be screwed Anyway, Ben from Nottingham. We now have Ben from Nottingham's email now. Um, hello, The Ramble. How do? Uh, a week or two ago, I was on my usual commute from Manchester to Nottingham when I spotted a man with a sports bag, which seems similar to uh, what a footballer would use. Upon uh, further inspection, I noticed the name on the bag, and being a nosy git, I decided to Google his name, which is Dylan Kerr. Uh, to my surprise, he's not a Nottingham Forest Academy reject, as is usually the case, but the manager of Gormaya, who are the uh, leaders of the Kenyan Premier League. Ooh, he's obviously wow. been on the train due to uh, Gormaya recently uh, playing a, a behind closed doors friendly. A combination of boringly random features here for you, a gentleman, to get your teeth into. Um, we can't really get your teeth into that because it's just literally you saw a man on a train yeah. but um, <laughs> but I noticed that their, their next match is I saw loads in... of men on the train today <laughs> their yeah, next this match... can't become a new feature <laughs> their next match is in the uh, Malawian uh, it, it, it's against a Malawian team called Big Bullets 
Big bullets. Big bullets. Cool. It's good though, isn't it? Yes. Decent. Some of the some of the team names in Africa are brilliant. We, yeah. I think we talked about this a number of times. Big before. bullets. That implies I've they never just heard that one before. Shoot from distance. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Um, Mitch has got in touch finally for now. Yeah, uh, another man on the train spot. Uh, the um, whilst on my uh, way back from home yesterday, I looked to the left of me on the train and saw a familiar face. The Spurs, Pompey, Fulham, insert shit lowest league side legend himself, Jamie O'Hara. Was on the train. ah okay. Oh. I greeted him and asked him what he was doing today, out of interest. Why do you have to approach people? I've never understood that. Um, to which his reply was uh, that he'd just been into London to service his mini disc player. That's a, that is a wonderful. He response. then got he then got mini disc player the said mini disc player out of his pocket to show me he had a Morby mini disc in the player. Nice. I don't really know where to go from this and left at the next stop and got back uh, farther down the train. He basically got off uh, at the next stop and then got on further down the train. What the the guy who spoke to yeah Jamie it looks O'Hara. like it. He yeah, ran he... away from Jamie O'Hara. He I obviously he's maybe he's a CD phobe. Mm. <laughs> Chris Eubank mugged me off on a train once. Did Remember he? That? Because Chris Eubank lives in Brighton, and when I was living down there, yeah, I, I saw him to. get on the train, mm. and I was like, "Oh wow, it's Chris Eubank!" And then I sort of deliberately slowed down behind him because I was like, "I'm going to just sit and look at Chris Eubank for the whole journey because that'll be fun." Mm. And um, he got on the train, went to sit down, then doubled back and t- doubled back and turned back around me. It's like he's, he knew what I was doing there, exactly. and he's. he's He's, he's giving he's me dodging the slip. A, he's dodging and moving. Yeah, Queensbury rules. If, yeah. I, if I turn around, I'm clearly following him. You know what? The, the greatest story, and we're going off piece from football here, people, mm. for a, for a moment. But I think it's worth it. Um, the, the guy I used to work with said that him and his friend were walking along somewhere in central London, mm. and they saw Rick Mail. All right, the, ah. late, the late great Rick mm. Mail. This was obviously uh, I don't know about ten years ago, something like that, and. They just followed him for a bit. And obviously he clocked them. Yeah. And Rick Vale ducked into a joke shop. And they were a bit like, all oh, right, I, I don't know what's going to go on here. So they sort of waited. And he came out with like a really bad disguise on <laughs> and said, and just, and then and then they walked off. And then he turned around and looked at them and went, oh, this obviously hasn't worked, has it? You still know who I am. Come on then, let's do some photos. <laughs> he was exactly oh, as you'd imagine one of the, one of the greatest Fantastic. human beings to ever live it's superb <laughs> incidentally just briefly going back to, to Chris Eubank I shook his hands once mm. or hand rather it wasn't a yeah, double, yeah. double shake he popped into my church once and uh, the biggest hands I've ever ever shaken other than David James interesting I often think tiny about, legs. I often think about punching people <laughs> <laughs> and you've got tiny hands and I've got tiny hands and I just always yeah. think will that help me or hinder me I think it might hinder me to yeah. be honest with you you may well have punched me over the years I wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> but I think it will concentrate all the power in one place so my punch will be more powerful yeah, yeah. maybe I, I think yeah. it's more about the power right than the, than the size of the fist yeah maybe not the size that counts what would you rather be hit with a sledgehammer or the end of a snooker cue I'd rather talk about snooker the UEFA Nations League well, if that's your the thing you want to do, we'll do that then. Are we finished with the emails, my good man? Yes. Excellent Show stuff. Shortthefootballramble.com if you want to get involved. Let's move on to Group A2, one of the greatest results in the history of the UEFA Nations League. <laughs> Switzerland beat Belgium 5-2. This was absolutely extraordinary stuff from, from Switzerland. Belgium went 2-0 up through Torgen Hazard, mm. and they were cruising. They were. They looked like, comfortable, didn't they? <laughs> Belgium <laughs> looked brilliant, obviously. They had the top down. Indeed, indeed. Arm on the window. One of the best sides in the world. They proved that at the World Cup, Jim, uh, and they were proving it in the UEFA Nations League. But Switzerland... Gave a stunning <laughs> comeback. I mean, a side who, yes, defensively, they're, they're pretty good. Although they did lose to Qatar last week in a friendly, a late goal, mm. which was a bit of a strange one. But anyway, just a friendly, I suppose. But they were given a suspect penalty, you could say. They, they put that away. And then Sarah, um, 
Oh, blimey, help me with this Seferovic, of course, um, took over, bagged a hat-trick. And they're through to the semi-finals. It was incredible. Is it fair to say that Dedrick Bayata had a terrible night? (laughs) He did. A night to forget for Bayata. Yeah. I mean, Roberto Martinez must have been already thinking, who have we got in the semi-finals? You Mm. know, they they were looking good, as I say, 2-0 up. But the Swiss, Yeah, my goodness. Granite Xhaka posted a picture of himself marking Eden Hazard on an Instagram. (laughs) 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 Uh, It was absolutely glorious. So at the time of recording, it's Portugal, Switzerland, England in the semi-finals. Yeah, with... Too many with people would France have no. or the Dutch. Yeah, okay. I, I, let's hope it's the Dutch. Uh, but not too many people would have predicted those three. I suppose maybe well, Paul... Belgium just fell up. Like Kevin De Bruyne, like last year, was sort of saying that he was sick of Roberto Martinez's um, defensive tactics all the time. Yeah. In the words of Kevin Derulo, what you say, Kevin? <laughs> what you say of that nonsense? Because otherwise you'll be riding solo. Of yes. Um, but uh, I, I enjoy Martina's defensive tactics because, <laughs> yeah. as I'm a neutral, they're conceptual. Exactly. I'm sure, like the neutrals, uh, have enjoyed Fulham's defensive tactics in the Premier League. Yes. This year. You know, we're giving because we like goals. The man's mm. done a lot for international football. Indeed. Like, Speaking Sha- of Shakiri, Shakiri is brilliant. Shakiri. Kevin, mm. Kevin and Barber. Can I just mention uh, Kevin and Barber? I thought he had a brilliant match. Yeah. He's gone back to young boys after a brief time well about four years at Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> and it's good to see him uh, picking up caps because I thought he's uh, and now he's it. beginning to become a player he's off yeah now he's out of out of the Peter Beersley side yeah he's uh, he's fine he's doing alright he's right. happy well speaking of goals we go to group C1 mm. Scotland got four of them away to Albania great win yeah. their promotion hopes are alive much improved performance from Scotland of mm. course was it a sending off for Albania well, it was definitely a red card because the ref got it out. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. But did you agree with the referee? Uh, Slightly controversial because he gave a, I think he gave a yellow and then it was, mm, somebody said something in his it ear. It wasn't great. Uh, well, you're not allowed to do that, are you? Uh, well, if the linesman's seen oh, something. The line, okay, yeah, or the referee's assistant, of mm. course. James um, Forrest's goal. Was yes. Phenomenal. It was the fourth goal. If anyone didn't see it, he sort of comes into him in the box and he chips it up himself. In my memory, around a defender and then volleys at home. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. The sort it's of thing it's you daydream those, about. It's one of those volleys that are kind of um, not hit that truly. They're sort of whiffed into the corner. So, yeah. oh, nice. Yeah, this What was good for Scotland was there was a couple of uh, debut goals for Forrest and Fraser, who's, of course, mm. been playing well for Bournemouth this season. And if you look at, say, you know, obviously England, we've, we've talked about, and we'll talk about Wales in a, in a moment, but... But Wales have, have brought in some, some youngsters. There's that bit of a feel-good vibe around the Welsh side, yeah. obviously helped by Euro 2016, but they've maintained that largely. Disappointed that mm. they didn't go to the World Cup, of course. But uh, but they still put in a respectable performance, I suppose you could say, in the qualifiers. But Wales and England are definitely on, on the up, and, and there's a bit of a feel-good vibe. Scotland have been flouncing a little bit. We spoke about that before. But a performance like that, I'm not saying that suddenly papers over all the cracks, but a few, a couple of younger players getting goals, looking a bit more likely to put a team to the sword. Yeah, okay, they had a man sent off. Well, then kill them off, and they did. Mm. You know, I think for the Scots, they're desperate for a little bit of a youthful injection into the side, and it's just a bit of a vibe around the team. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, we're all agreed then. (laughs) Um, But Stephen Fletcher scored a goal on his return, Jim. You'll be pleased with that. I am pleased with that. Yeah. Any more to say on that? 31 isn't that old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, but yeah, a win for Scotland against Israel at Hamden will we'll win the group for Scotland, of course. That so. would be brilliant, wouldn't it? And yeah. Again, like, I think, you know, 
the UEFA Nations League is clearly a good thing. Isn't yeah. it? We all wondered whether it would work. And um, the point of it was to, to get rid of a lot of pointless international friendlies that no one was really interested in and help teams by giving them some competitive football. And this exact momentum thing that you're talking about, Mark, because it's happening now in a way that it wouldn't have been had Scotland beaten Albania 4-0 in a friendly. Of and course. if they go up, they can play Germany. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy That's yourselves. Mad, isn't it? Enjoy yeah. yourselves, guys. But I believe that you know the way it works. That if Scotland win the group, they'll be guaranteed a playoff spot for the European Championships. Mm. Um, That's if they don't qualify automatically when the qualification for the Euros begins. Well, that was the point I was making earlier on. Yeah, top, of top your group, and you. But it, for it, England, it takes the pressure off. But for bit. England, you do want to make sure. You know, they will <laughs> yeah. be. Perhaps that's more meaningful um, for maybe a few other sides. Who knows? Though we'll see how that well, plays I'll, out. I'll enjoy fielding emails about that later on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just the history uh, will suggest, but <laughs> but if Scotland were guaranteed a playoff, that would be that would be massive for mm. them, you know. And if they could get to the the European Championships again, that's how you build. That's what yeah. happened to Wales, Northern. You know, you, you've seen all the other sides. Do well, it. that was the biggest disappointment last time round that, that we had all of like the, the, our friends here. Yeah, they don't and, see and, it like and that. Scotland, but that's and fine. Scotland didn't really. Um, Scotland uh, obviously didn't qualify, and it was kind of sure. Know. Well, Wales won't be going up. They were they were beaten sure. by Denmark, of course. Uh, they won't be going down, though, unlike Ireland, who have been quite poor, really, in the in the UEFA Nations League. Wales had a few chances against Denmark. We couldn't break the deadlock. Um, Denmark were just more 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 clinical, I suppose. But as I said, I think it's been a reasonably positive year for Wales. You know, as I say, uh, you know, I know they missed out on the World Cup, but at the start of the year, they got a new manager in the form of Ryan Giggs, who's pretty untested mm. as a manager, largely. But he's carried on that good feeling around the, the side, I think, by and large. And and I think, you know, the fans are engaged in, in courage. And I, I, I just is think he, it, the last few years for the Welsh national team has, has been pretty good. And, and Is he unfairly criticised for not going to see teams like Swansea play? Do you necessarily need to sit in the ground to actually know anything about a footballer in, in these modern times? Are you, well, I mean, Jürgen Klinsmann didn't, did he? <laughs> well, you when he was managing Germany. Well, can you not? You can presumably just watch everything on, on, on every video clip that's available to you. There's no surprise in football anymore, is there, if you're a, a manager willing to work hard? I mean, whether Ryan Giggs is or not, I don't know. But mm. to be seen in the crowd, it's just a bit of a photo opportunity. Oh, it's Ryan Giggs and he's he's ruling over his uh, players yeah. uh, in the Welsh side. Yeah, who's he got his eye on and he's stuff? He's looking at his phone. He's got a, <laughs> has he not got a season ticket at Man United, though? Did you see, <laughs> did you see Maradona uh, on the bench? Just no. took a phone call in the middle of a match I did oh, of course he did yeah but they were celebrating weren't they Maradona's got his Mexico sides into the semi-final of some cup or something they were all going mad I don't know how he's managed that he's obviously got a good tactical coach there alongside with him he's more of a motivational man mm. uh, Serbia beat Montenegro 2-1 we mentioned this one last yeah. week Mitrovic obviously scored the winner mm. missed a penalty <laughs> yeah. though not the headline is it yeah we said Tadic off penalties yeah, well they you took were, our advice you were having a go at uh, Tadic last week uh, put Mitra on the penalties now Mitrovic you know he's a powerful robust centre forward you think to yourself firmly tuck that into the corner <laughs> what is he doing like I... well he, he his dad once said that he was either going to be a criminal or a kickboxer yeah he kickboxed the first goal yes oh, that was a he, beauty and he was a criminal in the second one <laughs> have you seen what he said after he the said, game I am stupid well, his, his exact quote was I have no idea why I've done that I was watching Depay yesterday and decided at the last moment I am stupid. <laughs> <laughs> At least get it on target. I yeah. mean, the keeper went. If he'd yeah. got it on target, it would have been fine. He tried but... to dink the penalty if you didn't see it, and yeah. it went tamely he, he over the bar. It. You can see, though, that he has changed his mind Like after he started moving his leg, which is... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a dreadful... And, uh, oh, it was never no. a penalty anyway, because Matic yeah. basically kicked his own leg away, didn't he? Yeah. It was a bit of a Raheem Sterling mm. against Shakhtar. But as Luke always says, why bring in variables to penalties that you don't have to? Don't dink a penalty. <clears throat> crying out, ruddy Never mind. Leg. That is the... Um, 
you know, that is the moral of this show, certainly. Uh, anyway, after the break, we're going to crack open the WhatsApp group, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you in a moment. Ball's coming in the box now. What a save, Saproni. 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 Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. The preview show is out this Thursday where we're going to talk about club football once again. Petey, how did our best better yes. get on on the weekend? Our best better were Bet365. Uh, Pete Carter, the unstoppable Pete machine, as I called him. <laughs> and he certainly is. He went for Serbia, Azerbaijan and Romania to win. Uh, it's a solid treble, as Luke said at the time. £147, including stake. All teams won. Good well boy, done, Pete good Carter. boy. You'll be back in the hot Impressive. seat on Thursday's show. Uh, so uh, give us your best that, shot. I mean, that is massive. Well, yeah, it is. Really I mean, impressive. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Romania wasn't like it was risky, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was, exactly. it was a lot of risky. Treble, treble is always free. Treble's yeah. always risky. Yeah. But, uh, so well done, Pete Carter. Nations League, and we'll be back uh, with that on Thursday. Absolutely mm. right. Yeah. So he's on. He's on for the double. Yeah. That's good. Build from there, Peter. Build mm. from there. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's stay with international football and crack open the WhatsApp group. The twelfth edition of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations Football Federation Championship, or as it's called the AFF Suzuki Cup, is well underway. Mm. Previous winners include Malaysia, Singapore, Vietnam, and current holders, Thailand. Marcus, everybody knows this. Marcus, we're so familiar with this. Could we see a new winner <laughs> this time round? Because Sven and the Philippines have got off to a flyer. Two wins out of two, gentlemen. You can't ask for any more than that. Who are they playing? They've won both their opening matches against yeah. five-time winners, Singapore, beaten 1-0. Mm. A victory and a clean sheet. I mean, it's absolutely... Yeah, let, let's, have the, let's have the second. And they score. beat East Timor. East Timor. 3-2. Mm. Yeah, footballing powerhouse, East Timor. Yeah, and they beat them. 3-2. Yeah, they only they beat what's in front goals. of you. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, Thailand did score seven against them <laughs> with uh, Adislak Kryson, um, who's, uh, who's current uh, top scorer in the uh, Suzuki Cup with seven goals because he scored six against these team. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a lovely day. Uh, it's the old double hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was a perfect double hat trick, but that would be something. Two headers, two left feet, two right foot ones and uh, lovely old job. Mm. Um, the the, uh, the Philippines uh, player, Phil Young Husband. Nice. Um, is that... Relevant to Sven, but maybe not. Um, he's been among the goals uh, for them. He scored 52 goals in 101 games for the Philippines. It's about time he got a bit of credit. And if that's because Sven is there, then Sven's already doing his job. Right, he's born in uh, Surrey. He was Could born have... in Surrey. He was on Chelsea. He was on the books of Chelsea as a youth player ah, many moons ago. Know. Obviously, didn't work out for him there. Um, because I think he's now playing in the Philippines League. <laughs> so, yeah, the lads are up and running, and they're against Thailand uh, this week. So, I mean... Gentlemen, everything he touches turns to gold, you could argue. Two you, wins. You could argue. You? Pardon? You're always underwhelmed by our reaction to, you know, news from this part of the world, but it's just... Mm. Are you opposing it? it? I'm, j I'm just... I'm just spend out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just all spend out. I want to talk about Gurpreet Singh Sandhu. Of course you do. Mm. The, uh, the, uh, the Indian goalkeeper who... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, who oh. Uh, conceded, let's say. Saved a penalty against Jordan, but then conceded to a strike from uh, his opposite number, the goalkeeper, Amar Shafi. Uh, absolutely leathered it from his own box and uh, looped over the top of him. Absolutely pathetic work from that goalkeeper, as to be said. Yeah. You rarely see a goalkeeper whacking a ball over his uh, opposite number. Yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah, he'd saved a penalty, isn't he? As well, that goalkeeper, early in the game. Yeah, that's it? Was what I said, just, yeah, 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 really... 
really quite but something. Go- goalkeepers are often embarrassed to score against each other. The yeah. goalkeepers' union. It really is. <laughs> there's a bit of friction there. Because I think if a goalkeeper comes up for a corner and scores a header or something, or, mm. or a bit of a poacher's goal, they've... they've well, they've they're up there of, for a reason, aren't they? They've yeah. become an outfield player, really. Yeah. And if they score... Like Jorge Campos. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the influential Mexican. Um, and so I think that's fair. Well, when they score from a goal kick and it sort of bounces over another goalkeeper, I think the, the, the goalkeeper often feels a bit sorry, and mm. rightly so. Yeah. Rightly At the so. same time, though. It was an absolute, it must be pretty amazing. It How was many goals an absolute leathering as well of the ball. True. It was like when Pickford whip, whipped up the ball for... Oh, uh, although that goalkeeper, um, I think it was somewhere in Africa, possibly. Mm, um, it's a big continent. It is a huge continent. <laughs> um, basically, I'm saying it wasn't in Europe right. um, or South America. And he scored an overhead kick. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. I want to say it was maybe the Kenyan league, but perhaps Cash. not. But he, he scored. He scored an overhead kick mm. in the, like the dying seconds to, to, in injury time to equalise. But the, but the best thing was about it. Not. It wasn't the fact that it was an overhead kick score and a good one as well, scored mm. by a goalkeeper in the last seconds. It was the way he celebrated. Right. It's as if he scores all the time. <laughs> he, had, he had like a little dance routine planned. I thought, hang on, how have you got that planned? <laughs> it was absolutely outrageous. He's been playing, playing, being playing Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just can't stop emoting. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I, know, that's absolutely... I love that. You're so excited that sexy Marcus has started to come yeah. back. My voice still is it's not quite there. There's still a little bit of... <laughs> I think I'm uh... starting to lose, man. I think about... Cas- I've spoken about this on the show before, I'm sure. Casper Schmeichel doing that overhead yeah. kick yeah, but he missed. for Nottingham... Not count, not how scouty. Pete is that though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was nearly spectacular. I like it even more. I've just, yeah. given, yeah. I've just given you one that happened not that long ago where the keeper scored. Yeah, but it was really good though, Marcus, and it was Casper Schmeichel. But what yeah. about his father who scored? It wasn't quite an over a kick, yeah. but it was quite a spectacular Was that disallowed one. or did that actually It go? was offside. It was offside, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but he still scored it. I mean, scored. That, I mean, that's up there, isn't it, Peter? That's... That's I'd, your kind of <laughs> cup of tea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. getting ruled out for offside. <laughs> Kevin Keegan style. Kevin Keegan style. Yeah. Right then, gentlemen. Oh, one more thing, Jim, before we go. Okay. FSF Awards. Yes. yes. Um, we um, would like you to, um, to to be our mates. Do us a solid and vote for us <laughs> for best podcast in the FSF Awards. So, um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be lovely if you could go over and do that. Um, for, the, for every 10 person that does it, you win a date with Luke Moore. Yay, and he's not so, here to, yeah. to, to so stop us from doing that. Yeah, so. yeah, no, they don't win a date with Luke Moore. That means otherwise nine they, people have to. No, vote. otherwise you go on a date with Luke unless you vote. All right, You've got to okay, give him a reason right. to vote. All right, yeah. If vote or Luke's coming round. <laughs> yeah, that's you're making clear. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been a ruddy pleasure. We'll if, be... if you would like to vote, by the way, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll pin the tweet to, a, to the top of our Twitter so uh, you can idea. find the link from there. That's a very good idea. Lovely. We'll be back on Thursday, of course. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Bye. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank me and thank England. We'll see you on Thursday. Easy. This was a Radio Staccano production. 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.